Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Green Brigade are back, and with a bit of luck, Celtic will be back too, following two defeats league-wise on the bounce. This is Tino with a count and a kick-off ahead of Celtic v Livingston on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Joined here by James and Paddy. Paddy, I'll come to you first. What's your initial thoughts ahead of this one? Yeah, I think um, I'm hopeful that we, we we start to see a bit of atmosphere kind of return to the stadium. I think it's um, it's been a quite a difficult time for the fans, quite a difficult time for the for the playing, playing team as well. Um, and it, it doesn't really help when we don't have um, we don't have that full house. So um, it's good. We want everyone to be able to come and watch Celtic. So I think it's uh, it's good for us going forward. Maybe just a little boost we need um, in terms of the, getting the atmosphere back up there, supporting the team, and really just pushing them on for the last few games of, the, of, of this year and, and obviously before the winter break. Yeah, James, it's maybe a boost that the players could do with at this moment in time. I don't know if you listened to Liam Scales just yet talking about the week that's been. So it's been a, a pretty tough week. They've faced a bit of backlash from fans following those two defeats. Um, Brendan Rodgers fairly outspoken about the the lack of quality, the fact that he wasn't too surprised by the defeat at Hearts. So it may well just be a, a timely boost when the players need it most. I mean, it's undeniable that, you know, adds to the to the atmosphere and that, that feeds into the players. I think it's great that all parties have just decided to behave like adults and have adult conversations and agree, you know, on a good way forward that, that works for everyone. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. And if it can add to the performance on the field, even better. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of chat about getting to January, um, adding those two as the suggested signings we'll, we'll most definitely get, maybe four, who knows. James, do you think the squad's good enough to, to get three wins in the bounce between now and then? 100%. So there's, there's four. There's St Mern in the new year as well before the break. Um, and I think we have to go and target that first, you know, three, four wins in a row of the season. And it's more than good enough. You know, these, these are the players that were running European teams really, really close. And that's not good enough. But is the standard that they achieved there is enough to take care of most and all of Scottish football. So it's attitudinal rather than ability. And I think Brendan will have spent a lot of time this week working on attitude. And there'll be work for him to do in terms of reassuring people that they've still got a chance to prove themselves at Celtic. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of players have just been thinking, well, that's me. I need to be talked to my agent. I'm for, I'm for the door. And a lot of them are for the door, but everyone's got a chance until it's too late. Yeah, Paddy, it's one thing having the the ability to beat the likes of Hearts and Kelly and, and we know that on paper Celtic's players 
by and large, are, are, are better than those players. That's just the facts of it. They're more talented guys. But confidence um, is so so big in football, isn't it? And it's clear at this moment in time, um, there's no getting away from it, the Celtic players are out of confidence, they're out of sorts. So how do you think the players are feeling about themselves right now? And how do they pick themselves up for the, as James says, the first of three, four big games ahead? I think um, I think it's a difficult one for, for all the team, to be honest. Um, we look around those that have got that experience, that, that winning mentality um, that's instilled in the squad. And we we hope that they're the ones that can start to kind of guide things through. Um, you're looking for, for big players. You're looking for big people in the dressing room that's going to speak up and just and just push those those uh, that are struggling through this. Um, I look at my leaders like uh, Callum McGregor, Joe Hart, um, James Forrest has that 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 impact in the dressing room as well. I think like everyone has been there; they've been at the highest level. Um, and it's now time, when, as much as we've been one of our best players this season, but it's now time for Matt O'Reilly to bring that to the table as well. I think he knows what it takes to win. Um, there are those that are lacking doubt. Um, I think that we we're starting to see the doubt creep into the likes of uh, Alistair Johnston. Um, I would I would even bring. Um, Greg Taylor into that as well. I think he's he's realising his performances aren't good enough just now. So I think that it, it needs everyone to help each other here. Um, we're not we're not playing great football. We know that, but it, it does ultimately come down to the confidence side of things as well. Um, and I'm just hopeful that the the rest that they've had since since Saturday um, has been enough time in the training field just to just to kind of come together again. Um, and really just kick on and, and push on here. I, the one thing I hope for Tino is a, a, more of a settled, a settled start at 11 for the next four games. I think that would help us greatly. Yeah, it'd make a huge difference. Paddy, you've mentioned the, the big players, they need to step up on the big occasions. And you've also mentioned Matt O'Reilly. We can't not discuss the, the speculation you'll have seen. So breaking news this afternoon is that apparently Inter Milan want him. They want him in January with a view to make it a permanent sign in summer. I can make my peace with Matt O'Reilly leaving in summer if that's what it comes to, and that's 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 kind of how it goes just now. You come to Celtic, you impress, you kick on, and you get the big move, and everybody wins. But it would be a horrendous move by Celtic to let Matt O'Reilly go at this stage, given what's on offer ultimately in terms of Champions League football next season, the the finances that are involved in that. It would just be criminal to let him go in any way, shape, or form, and. They've let us down in the past, but surely they won't let us down by letting O'Reilly go early. I don't think they will. I think um, we've got to kind of be sensible um, when it comes to these kind of decisions. The way we're feeling at the moment um, with with how the the, the the performances have been lately, um, we're still in control of this title, and I think to go and let someone like Matt O'Reilly go would be would be catastrophic for that for that. Um, for the board. Um, I don't think they will let him go. Definitely agree with you in the summer. I can see him moving on. Um, but yeah, unless they were to have three or four ready replacements um, to come in uh, in January, um, I, I don't see him leaving. Yeah. James, he's been really important, hasn't he? Uh, for the season so far, goals and assists. He's added a lot more goals to his game this season. He's actually, he's the one guy people are debating who's Brendan Rodgers actually improved. Now, I do say a lot of this is down to the individual himself, but he is the one guy who's really kicked on his levels and he was already at a pretty decent level. So he's been huge so far for Celtic, but there's no doubt he'll go on to be equally important in the second half of the season. And you've got to keep a guy like that around for the title running. Yeah, he's, he's a hard worker and a willing learner. That's one of the biggest things is to be coachable. And he's learned Rogers' new style, the new style company Celtic under Rogers. 
And it does benefit him that Rogers wants to see goals from you know around the team and, and from the midfield. And he's getting himself into positions that were previously occupied by, I suppose, Kyogo to a degree, but Abada as well coming in from the wing. So he's really benefited from it. And, and so we um, there's absolutely no chance he goes in January, absolutely not on loan. If they do something mad, 50 million, and that's that's what I mean by mad to go in January, then you kind of need to look at it. But the argument flips because fans can make their peace with it when there's a big number on the table. But when the big number just gets straight into the bank and stays there, what's the point? So I think Inter-Lan are just kicking tyres here at best. If not, it's just agents making a wee bit of noise to see how the land lies, how the market looks for the summer. Um, it's, I think it really will go in the summer. I think he's that kind of guy who wants to go and you know, keep increasing, his, um, increasing the challenges that he goes through and then you know, moving to a different team will do that for him. It's not in January. No, I think you're right. He's a talented guy, isn't he? And he's clearly a guy, every time you hear him speak, he works hard on himself. If it's not the meditation or the yoga, it's the, the Pilates is the, the recent chat. James, have you booked yourself in for some January Pilates? Uh, not just yet. I like cause January's always busy. I go in February, you know. A February Pilates guy, just like myself. Um, Paddy, before we get into more of the chat uh, about Levy specifically, I just want to thank everyone who's joined us here on the YouTube Live. Uh, always appreciate you joining us here. And feel free to ask any questions at all throughout the recording, and we'll do our best to answer them as we go along. Um, Paddy, what about Levy? They're in dire straits at the moment, bottom of the table, uh, scraping about, no money for Martindale, all this kind of stuff. We've seen them rock up to Celtic Park often enough now in recent times, and we know how they prep, so... Is their situation going to make it even harder for Celtic to break them down tomorrow? I think so. Um, I think uh, I was reading some really good comments to some of the stuff we've put out on Twitter. Um, one of the ones being the video I was saying, I think it would be crazy talk to, to let uh, our manager go at this point. Someone made a very good point about Celtic breaking down the low block. Um, and that is definitely something that we, we have struggled with this season. And it tends to be the teams that step out against us, um, we, we, we pick away at uh, Aberdeen being an example. Um, I think for me, it's it's a difficult one. Uh, Martindale will be seeing just that kind of shakiness at Celtic, and that, that's a lot of confidence for that Livingston side. Like, hang on, this is not just a, you know, a, a dead rubber for them in terms of, like, they're not expecting to get anything. He'll get them G'd up, they really will, and I think that a point is, is definitely something that they will be looking to try and achieve at Celtic Park. We need to be quick off the mark. I think the tempo um, in the first 10, 15 minutes, that's something that I've just not seen from us all season. I think we kick off and try and go and get a, a, an early goal and and really just put put the game plan out the window for the opposition, um, especially those that like to sit in against us. So I'd like to see that from us tomorrow. Yeah. James, we've spoken often about the whole thing under Ange. It was score early and score late. Celtic so often scored in the first 15 and in the last 15, and it's something that in recent games, the longer the game goes on, the Celtic don't score. The tension ramps up across the board, certainly amongst the players, but amongst the fans. And I suppose in itself, that makes it even harder to score when there's that anxiety doing the rounds and players are picking the wrong passes. So Brendan Rodgers has said that, but he's not quite gone through with it. How important do you feel it is to get off to this fast start tomorrow? It's crucial. It really is. Um... For, for a number of reasons, it, it adds energy to the fans, which the fans give back. It changes to a degree Martindale's game plan because they can't you know, just sit. And I know they even 1-0 down, these teams tend to sit in until 
80 minutes and try and sneak one in the last 10, 10, 15. Um, but one and two goals definitely changes that. Um, for me, I think it's personnel that it's going to drive this. When I saw the Hearts team, the team against Hearts last Saturday in Turnbulls and you're starting midfield, Turnbull has a wealth of talents, pace, drive and dynamism aren't those, you know. So it, it just slows things up when Turnbull's in there. I think the problem is Hatati's obviously injured. It would be Hatati really giving you that drive without. So I'm still kind of tossing about who my midfield three is, but getting that right and getting the um, the energy through the players and getting that, that early goal is so crucial. Yeah. Do you know what I think Celtic are just seriously lacking across the board? It, it's pace and power throughout the team. Yeah. We've got good players. David Turnbull's a good player. Uh, you know, he's a good footballer. Louis Palmer's a good footballer. Uh, various other guys. But we lack physicality, Paddy. We lack strong guys. And I know that's not what the game's all about. You, you don't need to go and steamroller teams and bully teams. But you need to have that physicality to stand up and be strong and take control. And you need the pace to break at times. You need the pace to get in behind. You need the pace to counter if that's the way the game's going. And I think as much as Celtic have got really decent players across the board, uh, we do lack those those two main attributes across a lot of the squad. I know what you mean, but I think that some of the guys that were with us last season, it wasn't all about that power. Like I, I think back to some of the games against them last season, we were just one step ahead of them. We were, we were reading the game a lot quicker. Um, I think that the pace of the game is definitely something that we need to try and bring back and inject into the team. Um, but I'm not all about, like, I know it's very easy to say for our league we need to get physical and we need to get stuck in, but we've seen under Ange that that's, that's not always needed. Now, yeah, maybe some games it calls for it, but I think we've got a clever enough team um, not to get involved with that and actually just control the game. Um, if we move the ball quick enough, I think the ball does seem to just get knocked about pretty slowly under Rodgers. Um, and I think it's it's his build-up play. He's always kind of opted for that slow build-up, tire the opposition out. Whereas I would rather catch them off, off guard, but there's a reason I'm sitting here and he's in the dugout at Celtic Park. So that's where that is. <laughs> James, I wasn't meaning uh, go full uh, Wimbledon 92 and just lump it up to John Fashnow and Vinnie Jones smashing guys in the midfield. But do you think they lack a bit of physicality? But to Paddy's point, we didn't have it last year and we seem to do all right. Uh, although I do think we miss Starfield's physicality when defending corners. But generally speaking, do you think that's something we need? Or is that maybe just um, an excuse for some of the poor performances? I think opposition teams are getting belief when we're playing slow, patient, dare I say, fairly turgid football. Um, and with that, they then start to press you. So I think, Paddy, I think you called it before the Hearts game that they would just launch it in the direction of Greg, Greg Taylor, watch mm -hmm. kickoff, watch specifically for that, and that's what they did. And then when Taylor gets himself in a bit of bother, he can't handle that physical challenge. So when teams get belief against us, they start to target those who aren't as physically able. Um, just in terms of their, their, their stature. So I think we don't need it if your pace side is working and you're scoring goals fast and early because then the opposition team doesn't have as much belief. But if you're not scoring early, the opposition's starting to probe a wee bit. They might think, well, you know, it's me against you, just two guys, one, one against the other. I'm bigger than you or I'm stronger than you. And they start to get, you know, results on that. So I think we need it at the moment. But I take Paddy's point. It's not always necessary in a winning team. But if you don't have the pace, you definitely need the power. Yeah. Paddy, I'll give you Dyson in Maeda and maybe James Forrest. Name me three more pacey players at Celtic Park. 
I'm, what I mean by pace, Lotino is not specifically getting past and, and running past a player. I'm talking more about being quick off the mark with releasing the ball and those those being quick off the mark with uh, with uh, even the overlap. Um, I've spoke about the frustration you see from Louis Palmer when uh, the pass is there, but Taylor's not anywhere near okay. um, that overlap position. And then when he gets into it, it's too late. It's blocked off. It's been about... It's being a bit more quicker, a bit more wiser than our play. Um, you even see it to the points, even when we try and bring the ball out for the box. I've seen a couple of times where, where we've been under pressure and you see the likes of McGregor, O'Reilly, they're looking for that that out ball. Uh, and those that have come in, the likes of Turnbull, even Yang when he's played, um, and even Iwata, uh, one of the games as well, they don't like taking the ball in really, really dangerous positions and trying to move it on. So I just think it's that little bit more courage that we need, a little bit more confidence in trying to come out from the back. Like we're, we're very, very comfortable with doing last season. Um, people, I just think, need to step up a little bit and just wake up a little bit. Yeah, I think just across the board, you're right. You know, I was being slightly facetious about the pacey players, although we, we definitely do like them. But there's a lot to be said for moving the ball quicker. Uh, can you do it in one and two touches instead of three and four and five, particularly when it's your centre-halves bringing it out? I actually thought... Credit to Stephen Welsh, who stepped in for that Lazio game, Feyenoord game, sorry. And one thing he was doing was moving it quick, quicker than he generally used to do so. But it's not it's not enough if only one or two guys are doing it, because if ultimately a few guys do it and then it slows down when it gets to the winger or slows down when it gets to your number 10 or whatever, then it all breaks down and it needs to be something that's applied across the board. And I'd be amazed, James, if they're not up at Lennox Town doing the short, sharp, you know, quick passing, you know, one and two touch, everything really high tempo, but it seems to be that when they go into the games, they're not quite executing that. And I think my guess would be that that's where the confidence thing comes in. When you're confident and feeling good about yourself and on forum, you do everything that wee bit quicker. And when you're unsure about yourself and you're suffering a couple of defeats, you maybe take those extra touches. So it's it's confidence and I'd say maybe to a greater degree responsibility. Players that are prepared to stand up and be counted and take chances and take responsibility, take games with a scruff, scruff the neck. How many times this season have we seen a pass potentially on and we've gone, went, no, I'll give it back to Alistair Johnson to give to CCV, to give to uh, Scales. That, that's that been our biggest problem all season. Just guys not not taking chances, not taking responsibility and not driving at teams. And then when you're not doing that, the team works out the pattern and how to repress you. See, if, if I press you hard, then you're just going to funnel it back. You're going to horse you across the other side. Then my right back will do the same and it'll just keep going and going. And then you'll get a bit frustrated and you'll try something you shouldn't try. We'll pack up the ball and we'll hoof it. You'll take possession and we start again. So I think players need to take responsibility. They need to find self-confidence. You know, these are well-paid, talented footballers. They've got these jerseys for a reason and they need to show us why they've got these jerseys. Yeah, 100%. I'll bring in a comment here from Strange Love the Doctor. I don't think that's his real name, James, but you never know. Um, but it's a good point he makes. He says it's not just about the crisp two touch, it's about making the hard runs to be available for the man on the ball. And that is absolutely spot on. It's one thing the man in possession doing his thing, but if he's not getting the runners ahead, and that, that ties into Paddy's point about Louis Palmer and Greg Taylor. If Greg Taylor's not making the run for Louis Palmer, there's little he can do for it that it doesn't give him that option down the outside. So in many ways, the most important guys are the guys off the ball and being those options for the Palmers, the McGregors, the, the Mikey Johnsons. Uh, which hey, like, hey. That's not going nuts. Easy, lads. Easy. Um, let's look at the team selection, though. So I think there's little doubt it'll be Joe Hart and goals. Uh, that, he got sent off against Livy last time. That was the 
that was one of the headlines. That was the first red card they'd taken in his full career. 36 years of age, red card. And it was a red card. They nearly took the guy's head off. Um, but he'll be back in goals for tomorrow. So what about the back four, James? Again, I'd be surprised if it's anything but uh, Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. But do you see anything otherwise? Yeah. It's actually a really boring team. I've, I've picked out. I don't think Rodgers is going to do anything crazy uh, tomorrow. So you're back four. Johnson, Carl Vickers, Scales and Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, comment from San Fran, who, big fan of the show and big supporter, and thanks to him. San Fran Celtic suggested Mitchell Frame. I'd love to see Mitchell Frame at some point. I don't know if throwing him in from the start when the club's under a lot of pressure is the way to go. But Paddy, would you like to see Mitchell Frame in at left back or any other changes yeah. across the, the back four? Yeah, I think why not? I think uh, a player like that will get a pass tomorrow if the if the performance is poor and and the fans start to kind of come on the team's back, which understandably so at the moment. Um, I think we all kind of seen what Frame brought in his debut against Feyenoord and, and thought, why not give this guy a chance? So I I don't see any any issue in that. In my opinion, I think we we need to expose uh, players, um, especially when the team is under a bit of pressure. This is bottom of the league, and it's a team we should be we should be beating. So what a way to build confidence as well. So. I just don't see the confidence with Greg Taylor at the moment. I think he looks out his depth, especially against Hearts. He, he was um, he was non-existent for me. So, yeah, I, I would be I would be looking at someone like Frame to come in and and see what he's all about. Why not? Yeah, I'd like to see him involved. And uh, someone's mentioned that he should at least be on the bench um, ahead of Burnaby. And I've got to agree with that. Burnaby's just. I think he'll be one of the first out the door in January. To be honest with you, so. If Frame can at least be in and around the first team squad, get that experience, get that confidence, and potentially step in. We've said it before in the way that K KT stepped in when Izagiri started to struggle. Maybe Frame steps in and head a Taylor, uh, and we see how that goes. Uh, and in the midfield, Paddy, it's been the what is it? The the midfield tombola, the lucky dip, the the Brendan Rogers lottery. Call it what you like, but it's always Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, and A another. I think this the press conference, Brendan Rogers' press conference, has gone live while we've been on recording here. And I'd be really hopeful for a positive update on Iwata. If Iwata's fit for me, he starts. I think he was showing up that he was going to do a decent job in there in the six and allow Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly to operate ahead of him. What do you think, Paddy, though? I don't know if he's fit or not. And if not, what do you think the options will be? Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think we we um, we want him to keep keep getting more game time. Um it's still very early days for Iwata. I think we've seen some good good things from him. Um, but I think it was one of the boys pointed out to me that even against Kilmarnock, um, he wasn't covering as much uh, much ground uh, the same way that uh, McGregor does and just not finding himself in those positions to take the ball and bring it out from the back, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so I think that comes with more games, more game time. And I, I definitely see a player in him. I think he's, he's came on so many times for this season and seen the game out very comfortably. So I, I do see um I do see him getting a chance to play Yeah. What be yourself, James? What do you think the midfield's going to look like? Um I don't think Turnbull starts another game for Celtic. I think that ship has sailed. He's in the Mikey Johnson, Nat Phillips bus. Um he could be on the bench to come on last 30, but I don't think he starts because we start too slow when he starts. And I want to be clear on the record. Whatever Turnbull goes on to do, I wish him very well. I think he's a talented boy. I just don't think he, he suits the way we play football. Um, so I don't think Turnbull's in there. O'Reilly will be and Carmack will be. Um, Iwata wasn't mentioned in the press conference, just checking there. So that, that kind of makes your decision for you. It's going to be Carmack, Matt O'Reilly and Bernardo. 
Bernardo, Bernardo seems to be the guy that Brendan Rodgers trusts for the Champions League, but not for the likes of Livy and others. He, he seems to be very much doing a kind of horses for courses thing. Do you think that'll affect his thinking? Or I mean, I, there's weird things going on in that regard, and they're both loan players, Nat Phillips and, and Bernardo, um, in terms of why they're on the bench or why they're on the pitch ahead of others and then they're not at other times. Something not Something doesn't quite add up there, is all I would say. Um, if Bernardo can play and play well in Europe, then he can play and play well against Libby. So that that's my selection. Yeah. Are you on with that, Paddy? You think Bernardo should get the nod then? Um, if if well, that is not fit. Um, I, I know obviously there's been no mention of him, but I think, uh, yeah, I, I just I haven't seen an awful lot from him. Again, I, it kind of reminds me of just the, the same sort of pace as Tumble as well. And I just don't think that's what we're crying out for. I would love, uh, I'd love Son just to come out the woodwork and we see, we see Hattati come in, but nah, wishful thinking. Yeah, so. he's back on the training ground, isn't he? I'm just not sure where he's at in terms of his full recovery. Um, the David Turnbull situation, and, and again, there's mention of it in the comments, and rightly so. He's about ten days out from being able to sign a, a pre-contract with somebody, and his priority. This is just human nature. His priority is to more to not get injured at this moment in time. He's entered in the last six months his Celtic deal, and that's a precarious position footballers can find themselves in at times. So, you know, if he gets an odd, James, does he go full-blooded against Libby? Does he smash into 50-50s? Does he take risks? No one. If he gets injured, he could be left high and dry, you know, going into the next few months. Yeah, and I think Rogers has to know that. I mean, I would say there's been a degree of that in Turnbull since he signed, and, you know, so there would be after coming through such a you know debilitating injury and coming through it you know with great credit I, I recommend to anyone the documentary with Turnbull coming through his injuries it was really inspiring but I think on the back of that yeah naturally he's a Gary was the same looking back from the leg break players are just naturally a wee bit more hesitant and then as you get to the point of you know there might be a new contract on the table at a different different destination then of course so I, I think for that reason alone Lord just has to be careful in, in terms of how much energy that takes out of the team if we're not committing to 50-50s, Levy will get a chance. So that, that's how they're going to play it. You know, they play the physical games. So you've got to have players that are prepared to kind of put themselves about. Um, yeah, and that, that's a frustration for Turnbull that you, you know, just a situation as it is. Yeah. Hey, let's get to the front three. I'll give you mine uh, and you can comment otherwise. Paddy, I think yeah. it has to be he'll go through the middle. Dies in Maeda on the right and Louis Palmer on the left. What do you think of that? No, Mikey Johnson. I'm always a believer of if you're uh, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to start. But I still don't know about Maeda. I think it was a bit of a like you're you're nearing it, but let's get you in. And to be honest, he still didn't look anywhere near near the, the normal pace that he can get to. Um, so I don't know if he starts tomorrow. I think I'm still a little bit unsure if he's if he's even ready to be back in the squad. Um, for me, I, I'd love to see him start if he was feeling up for it and, and fit enough. But um, I, it can't be Mikey Johnson. It, it just can't be because that was shocking. I thought you said for me, Mikey Johnson. No, no, no. Just get your internet sorted, James. No, <laughs> uh, no, it can't be. Um, I, so I don't know for for right wing um, and Palma for me at the at the left. And hopefully there is something uh, if we do see Mitchell Frame start. Hopefully. Um, there is something in, in the partnership between the two of them. But Kyogo in the middle. 
Who's your yeah, right so wing? I missed your right I, wing. I, I, you, yeah. Don't have one. Don't have don't one. Have, don't have one. I'd rather go with 10 men. Oh. 10 men Celtic set to face Livy. Um, James, <laughs> uh, you can go for two front men if you want. I'll, I'll give you the option of three. Who would your front three be? No, I'm, I'm the same as you. Guys, uh, in. I think he came on much earlier than he expected to at the weekend there because Mikey turned in what he turned in. I think he was expecting to get a bit of a you know game time in the legs, 15, 20 minutes, and ends up coming on and not just having to play 45, but to play 45 from a fairly desperate um, position. Uh, just a, It's not the kind of game you want to bring on guys coming back for injury. So I'll give him a pass. As much as it was a shocking performance, I'll give him a pass on that. He starts for, for me tomorrow. Um, Palmer on the left. I've got a lot of question marks over Palmer. You know, overall, just in terms of has he got it, but we're only going to find out if he keeps playing. So he's, he's starting for me, and there's no one else to take his place anyway. And Kyle goes through the middle. Um, O's had his chance; he's not taking it. It's too much of that this season. Guys getting their chances, you know, and seeing big clubs getting your chances is hard. And see when you get it, and you don't take it. I think it's only really, really hard to get back to. To get another chance, and it might only be going one way. Apart, apart from that miss um, at Rugby Park, where he, he slid in and missed it, I think for all though, and I, I say this for Kyogo, the service they've received in the last three games has been shocking. It's non-existent. Um, I know what you mean. I, I get, I get where you're coming from. We need someone to take the game with the scruff of the neck, even leading the line. Um, but I, I think that. If we get Abada back, if we get uh, Maeda back and we start to find a bit more like healthy rotation for that, the, the wingers, um, and a bit more as breaking teams down, I start to think that we we then see the best of Kyogo, the best of, of O as well. Um, I just think at the moment, there's just it's that transition between our back line to the midfield that is just breaking us down all the time. Um, mm. and that's, the, that's the big worry for me. So I give the two strikers a pass, to be honest, James, I do. I, I, think it, I think it's a bit of both. I think um, there's no doubt Kyo goes off form. Always been in sketchy form. But the service has been deplorable. There's, there's been very little. Save for a couple of brilliant balls by Mikey Johnson, Paddy. There's not been much at all that, that's come across the box. Um, I, James, I also don't get the um, what I see is quite a sudden negativity by a lot towards Louis Palmer. I think Louis Palmer's been one of Celtic's brighter lights this season. He's gone quiet in a couple of games, but kind of who hasn't. And as Paddy says, I think he suffers from a lack of support around him, uh, whether it's, you know, behind him at mid, uh, Greg Taylor at left back or, or whoever's inside in the midfield. I think he's a really talented player. I think he's going to kick on and become one of Celtic's best players. He's not Jota. He's not Jota level, but I think he's he's talented and I think he brings a lot to the party. And I'm just just a wee bit surprised. I wonder if he's been, just been caught in the crossfire uh, as everyone's just got the scatter gun out. Yeah. No, I mean, I, th I think he's got to stand up and be counted. If he does want to be, you know, a, a top talent and progress his game with us and progress his career elsewhere, I'm not seeing any stand-up be counted behaviour from him. I'm seeing it's not working, so I'll just shrug his shoulders a wee bit and kind of half chuck it, you know, 50, 60 minutes into a game because it's not working out. He gets a wee bit frustrated. That's when somebody like John, uh, Jota goes and does the exceptional. And I know players, you know, need to stand on their own merits and that, that's fine. But the reason Jota was, you know, being touted and being bought for mad money, we'll take the craziness of the Saudi stuff out of it, but he was sought after elsewhere, is because he took responsibility and he stood up and was counted. Just that's one thing I'm not really seeing from Palmer. Um, he's frustrating me. And I know he's got talent. 
I don't know if he's a winger. Maybe as a natural 10. You know, we saw him against Ross County. We were well up and he ended up just kind of floating into a 10 you know, by his own his own design kind of thing, which was, you know, that, that stage of game absolutely fine. And he thrived in it. You know, scored a cracking goal. He had the, the bar as well. And then is it just square peg round hole stuff? He has got talent, but he's not a winger. He's a 10 and we don't really play with a 10. He's not going to sit in a kind of one of the eight positions. So do we not, just not have the structure to accommodate a Palmer? I'm open and minded to finding out, but I don't think we're going to find out tomorrow or anytime soon in terms of change information. Yeah, and this might buy into the fact that there's a lot of suggestions that the players that were signed in the summer, the nine guys, they were more signed with an Ange system in mind and that you know a lot of the deals were so far down the line. And maybe Palmer was one of them. Hey, I'll stick up for him though. I think he's a real talent. I don't think he's chucked it any time. I think he's been off form at times and, and his quality has been lacking. But I think he's a talent. I think he'll come good. And I think um, people will get more and more excited about him as, as his Celtic career kicks on. Um, just a quick one before we move on to a, a wee bit of chat about Livy. Um, James, do you feel that whether it's Maeda last week or Carter Vickers in, in recent times, Celtic are rushing players back uh, due to the poor form? Are we bringing guys back before they're ready? Yeah, I think it's I think it's undeniable. Guys uh, and Maeda's staring you straight in the face. That, that's the case. Um, Carter Vickers maybe as well against Lazio. Um, but the problem is, I don't think we've got the options not to. It would be a luxury to, to keep them in Cottonwell. I think just where we're at in terms of the players that have been signed and the poor performance of players who are already in the building. If someone tells you, and players will always tell you they're ready, that's that's just players' nature. We're taking that as red and we're putting them on and we're suffering from it. But I'm probably going to lean with it as well and say I'd, I'd rather see that from a better player than someone who's who's not able. So it's a bit of a catch-22, but I'd go with the guy who wants to be back on the pitch rather than the guy who just is, is off form or low in confidence. Yeah, fair enough. Um, just to summarise the team then, generally speaking, there's a few debates, but Joe Hart and goals, back four of Johnson, Taylor, Carl Vickers and Scales, and maybe for Mitchell Frame, I don't think any of us are against it, but in all likelihood, uh, it'd more likely be the bench for him. Midfield three, McGregor, O'Reilly, maybe Bernardo, but we'd love to see Iwata a fit. And up top, Paddy's uh, gone with Kyogo, and Palmer and nobody else. James has given us a luxury of that right winger, uh, which we think will be Dyson in Maeda. Do you think Maeda, James? Yeah, 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 100%. No, J- no James Forrest. It, just going back to my, you know, pace, dynamism, and all that kind of dynamism, yeah, dynamism, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think James can come on and do a job in the last 15 minutes against Livy. I just don't think it should, it should be starting again. It's, it's down to who else, if not Maeda, it's not Mikey. Um, I don't think it's Jamesy, so it's Maida by default. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's have a quick look at Livy. Um, Paddy, they've lost eight and drawn one of their last nine. Uh, if Celtic don't win tomorrow, should Brendan Rodgers be fired? <laughs> um, I'm not I, laughing. I, well, I am. Um, I, I would, uh, yeah, I think it would be a really, really poor performance, but it's still not better league, so I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, they've got to be low in confidence, haven't they? You know, just we know ourselves, we've had a couple of bumps in the road, but Lavey, their, their form's very close to Motherwell. They get the odd draw here and there, but generally speaking, they're losing games of football almost every time they, they take to the park. And I know for some players it'll be a lift to come to Celtic Park, but actually it's a fixture they could probably do without. They've got a couple of more meaningful fixtures in the next couple of games. They've got uh, St. Johnson 
on the 27th and then Motherwell on the 30th. And actually, if you're being smart about it as a manager, they've got to be your priorities, haven't they? Absolutely. And I think I think even Martindale knows that. Um, I read some of his, his conference and he was talking about, uh, you know, like it's a positive for the league that Celtic are starting. Obviously, he would say that. Funny um, that. Uh, funny that. But it's... Um, I'm not surprised that he, he's still thinking it's probably still a bad thing for us because they want to put things right. Um, I think we do tomorrow. Um, I don't think they are anywhere near the levels they've been over the last six or seven seasons in this league. Uh, and I think that everything outside the club, off the field, is, is sorry, outside the, the playing field is starting to really, really catch up on them. Um, they've they've done really well keeping their heads above water and punching above their weight a lot of the time as well. But I think um, it's just. It's a really, really difficult one for such a small club. Um, and now you're starting to to see things unravel. And I, and I think because of this ownership battle off the park, it's really, really affecting them just now. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope we go and, and just wipe the floor with them, to be honest. Yeah. James, I could go on about some of Levy's players. We often take a kind of quick glance. They've got you know, your guys like Joel Nubley, who I like, Jason Hole, Andrew Shinney, Scott Pittman, experienced Scottish Premiership players. But really, is tomorrow more about what version of Celtic turn up and, and what we do in the day? 100%. You know, if you don't get drawn into the physical battles and let yourself get bullied, you know, if you play your football, I mean, I'm very, very confident ahead of tomorrow. I really think it's a too big an opportunity for us to just stamp confidence throughout the team, blow away a lot of the the negative comments and the doubters and just get back to you know where we, where we need to be. And I think that's unfortunate for Livy. I, I don't think... Like you're saying, you know, they, they need to have their eyes on almost kind of double headers that are coming up. You know, their, their relegation kind of candidates are around them. But Martindale at Parkhead, it's hard to shake. You know, just might, might just go for a bit of blood and thunder. And that's what we need to be careful of, not getting sucked into that game. Play the game our way, not get sucked into the way they want it to be played. Yeah, we Davey will be doing his best to give his pals a, a Christmas bonus. Um, yeah. Paddy, plenty of talking been done there. Uh, we've weighed up the what the Celtic 11 will look like, the position that Livy are in, the position the Celtic are in, uh, and very much with the the difference the Green Brigade will make tomorrow, it, it should make a huge difference to what the atmosphere has been. I think it's a real timely boost, as I touched upon there. I think it will just really lift the players. I, I'm going to give a defence. You know, I've mentioned Brendan Rodgers, and if he doesn't win tomorrow, he's under serious pressure, and rightly so. But I think he will get the win. But there's, there's a couple of things that have certainly gone against him. I've mentioned the injuries at different times the huge squad that he's got to juggle with back and forth. But this this battle between uh, fan groups and the club that, that, that's been rumbling on in, in recent weeks, that's not Brendan Rodgers' fault. He's inherited that problem. He's come in to a Celtic that are disjointed and it's one of a number of things that, that haven't gone for him. Now, I don't know how much the Green Brigade and the boys are fully behind Brendan Rodgers. That's been a wee bit mixed. But ultimately, what we should see moving forward, and, and I say should, um as a more united fan base, let's see what the the new returning version of the Green Brigade looks like and, and acts like. But I'd like to think we'll all start to pull in the, the one direction because there's nothing else for it. The team are in a sticky situation just now. And I'd say it's everybody's job as supporters to try and lift them. And I think it could be a, a really important boost tomorrow. And it'd be such a morale boost in one if we can get a decent result and kick on from there. Yeah, I, th- I totally agree. I think um, it's... Uh, an issue that's been just like bubbling away in the background and, and it doesn't help anyone. Um, obviously, you want a full stadium and we've, we've actually deprived ourselves of that uh, for quite a while um, because we've got people at the top and 
basically not wanting to sit around a table and have these discussions. Now, I'm not saying that um, the Green Brigade are, are innocent and a lot of the things that have, have, have been brought up for discussion. But you're you're putting your whole team, you're putting your whole your whole fan base to a detriment by pulling people out of the stadium. You want the stadium packed every single week. You want to make sure that we're backing the team as best as we can. And you do notice it. You do notice it as Celtic Park. It's not to say that the fans don't care, the ones that are showing up there at the moment. It's not to say that at all. It's to say that it's just been an orchestration from what's been um what's been happening in that corner for the last 10, 15 years. That it's just so important to us. It really gets the whole crowd going. We look at the displays that they bring to the stadium. We look at the atmosphere created. One of the best ones being that three 0 win in February against Rangers. It was incredible. Um, it's a team collective for my support as well. So I think that this could be the best need to kick on in this running, and hopefully that's everything put to bed, and we just back the team here. Um, I think that they do back Brendan Rodgers. I look at the. The song being sung um, at the end of the Harps game in October, a performance where we blew them away. Um, and I just think that we know that we've got the players there. We really do. And hopefully we're, we're ready to go just for, for this run-in coming in and we can kind of regroup a bit in January and make sure, hopefully, that we get the players in that we need, need as well. So here's hoping. Yeah, all good stuff there, Paddy. Um, and just to pin you on a scoreline then, what do you think we're going to see tomorrow? I think we'll go for it tomorrow. I'm going to go 4-0 Celtic. I like it. James, I think when we done, was it you and I done pre-hearts? We were, I was hearing 4 nows and 4 ones, and I didn't hear any 2 nil hearts. So no. <laughs> what, are you, what are you seeing this time around? I'm not sure. I, I buy any Paddy's 4 now. Yeah, I've gone 5 now. Oh, so, love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get cancelled for this nonsense. You, you, you think it's going to be a big day? Yeah, I really do. Um, and I think it's a it's a day for Kyogo as well. I think he'll get a couple of them. Just get his confidence back up and running. It's it's key that we get the ball through Matt O'Reilly to feed Kyogo rather than coming down the left channel. Um, and I think a big part of that problem was the Mikey Johnson situation in the last few games. There's not been anything coming through the right. So more from Maeda to keep O'Reilly involved, which can feed Kyogo. Yeah, I, th I think it is. I really you know, think Celtic are, are teed up for a big win tomorrow. Just looking at all the factors in, in the in the round. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a lot of factors at play, and as I said, don't underestimate the the atmosphere. I think it's going to be quite fervent at Celtic Park tomorrow. I think I think everyone's going to get on board, and I think it's a timely boost. Listen, the players need to respond. You need to see a reaction, don't you? It's one thing to you know to lose to Hearts, to lose to Kelly, and then you know come out and do your talking. As I say, I listen to Liam Scales talking, doing the media briefing stuff, but. You then need to to show that reaction on the park. And I think as professionals, these guys will be hurting. Callum McGregor will be hurting. Kyogo will be hurting. That's a guy that thrives on scoring goals. There's loads of guys you could run through. And I think there's no better time. We've got such a, a big week, 10 days or so coming up. Uh, and there's no better time to get a reaction. And I think just with the, the kind of full Celtic Park, the vibrant Celtic Park, then that's probably what we're going to see tomorrow. I'm not quite as 5 nilly as you, James, but I think two or three goals to the good. I'm going to go 3 1 Celtic. I think we're always likely to lose something at a set piece, a corner. Level of the hammer throws up there doing their thing. So maybe we lose a goal, but I think we get a few in return. And listen, I'd take any version. I'd take your 4 0, Paddy, your 5 0, James, my 3 1. But any sort of win tomorrow eh, is so important for Celtic. Paddy, your final comments as we start to wrap this one up. I think for me, though, just on your final comment there, Tino, uh, about the, any kind of result, I, the boost it would give us if we go and stick a few past them. I really. 
I talk about that, just that mental side and just that trust in each other's kind of play. Um, I think that that would really kick us on. Um, I do see it happening tomorrow, um, and I do want us just to go and push ahead with it. So just hoping it's a good start to the Christmas period. Yeah, fingers crossed, Paddy. James? Yeah, just, you know, there's so much unnecessary negativity. There's necessary negativity around, sure, you know, stuff that we deserve, but it gets blown out of proportion, you know, and that flips the other side of the city where any kind of success is blown out of proportion. So we've got four games to, to right the, the wrongs here and it starts with tomorrow and obviously looking forward to the 30th as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, just a wee bit of housekeeping. I'm going to be speaking to Anthony Joseph from Sky Sports News just shortly today, uh, looking to get a wee bit of insight into Celtic's transfer dealings in and out, James. Hopefully we get you know more in than out, but there's obviously that Matt O'Reilly rumour, various other rumours doing the rounds. So we'll get a good chat with Anthony this afternoon. That'll go live on Sunday. Uh, we'll be back as always after the game tomorrow night with the final whistle show. Thanks to everyone who's joined us in the YouTube live. If you are following on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, please follow and review us where you can. In the meantime, for myself, James and Paddy, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the game and we'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.